0: 5, five four, four,
1: three, three, two, one, one. We have ignition. Strap in.
0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Weigh In Sports Talk. Today is Sunday, August 12th. I'm getting very, very close to college and NFL football. Regular season, even though we've had some preseason already. Some good stuff, actually, in the NFL. We'll talk about some things we, we took away from the preseason games in week one, and just a lot of things to cover tonight. College football, again, around the corner, three weeks from this past Thursday. So when you get up to this Thursday night, we are two weeks away from college football kickoff. I know everyone's excited. Every one team is zero and zero with a chance. So whether your your team may finish four and eight, eight and four, 12-0, we don't know, but at least right now, everybody is equal and on the same playing field. But after a couple of weeks, I think these teams that, that had a big high hopes lose their first two games, and it's over. So we're, we're excited to be back. We've been out for a while. Could be a little rusty, but it's like riding a bicycle when you talk college football. I mean, you just never forget. It's it's your passion. I haven't done the studying that I've I've done in the past when it comes to to some of these teams, but sometimes that's bad when you study too much. It kind of makes you overthink really what you're doing. All I need to know is, are some things when I look at when I look at reviewing a team. I look at who they have up front on both sides of the ball, how many upperclassmen they have, um, how many they lost from the year prior, and really. Not just wins and losses, you have to look at okay, a team finished six and six, but four of those games that they lost were within three points or within one score, but they lost the lead in the fourth quarter so you you flip that around all of a sudden, that could be a nine ten win team, and to say they're bringing everyone back uh, that just it builds on your story of a good season, and another thing I look at or the road games, where these games are being played. And if you, you look at Auburn, for instance, I'll give an example. Great team supposed to be on paper, successful last year. Um, the difference between last year and this year's team is last year's team had a new quarterback that finally learned how to start playing the position at the end, but they got to play Georgia and Alabama, their biggest rivals at home. So the difference is this year they go on the road for both of those. I mean – I think splitting them would be a realistic um, expectation, but winning both would be cool. But you got to play like that. you got to play win all your games that you're supposed to win. Split the games you're not, really, or if you have two. So I think the only games Auburn are the underdog in this year will be Georgia, three points, and Bama, seven and a half points. So look at that. And One thing about Auburn, we'll talk about that offensive line. I mean, it's – it's questionable i don't know it's hard when you when you only have a couple players back really starters it's hard to understand how they're going to gel but it's a lot easier for these lines to gel when you have a good running game and a good quarterback so there's a lot there's a lot to talk about again urban meyer in the news we're going to get your take on urban meyer ohio state was it right that he was put on administrative leave? Uh, do you think he should keep his job? Do you think he knew about it? All these questions are coming out, but the longer it drags on, the more it looks like he's going to stay. And my first my first opinion was he's gone. Anytime you get put on administrative leave, that's the kiss of death. But you got to remember who you're dealing with here. You're dealing with Urban Meyer. You're dealing with a guy that's kind of weaseled his way out of situations and I don't have to go back too far to realize the character of Urban Meyer and you look at Florida, the dumpster fire, um he had at Florida with Aaron Hernandez. You had a lot of these uh Brandon Spikes, I believe. I can't remember if he played for Must Champ or I think he was one of Urban's recruits. But just a dirty, dirty team he had. A lot of a lot of violent criminals in a way, not just kids who got in trouble smoking weed, uh um, Stealing a candy bar, failed a drug test. These guys are people that physically hurt people on his team, and to have a coach that would would beat his wife up, and again allegedly, um, but the text message shows he beat her up in the pictures. So to have him on your team, grooming young men, is something bad. And and, and what I always questioned, and nobody's answered it yet. I guess I kind of have the answer, but why did urban Meyer go up stick up for this guy and protect him for as long as he did. And it it has to be because he, he knew where the skeletons were buried. He knew where the bodies were in the closets here. And if you, you piss someone off and fire them, um, they could be very vindictive against you and your, your program, but it seemed like they parted. I think urban finally talked him into to leaving in a way. And, and, uh, Probably paid him off some money that the school doesn't know about because the guy sings high praises of Urban Meyer right now. There's not too many times someone fires you, terminates you, and you sing their praises. So there's there's things that don't add up in this story. And do I think Smith beat his wife? I, of course I do. There's no doubt about it. But I know they're interviewing him. I know the school's interviewing Smith. They're going to interview Tom Herman. Um, he was a coach in the time as well, and Urban. So if Urban keeps his job, I'd love to hear from some Ohio State fans tonight. And I know they're going to defend Urban Meyer, and I'm not here to throw Urban under the bus, but it just doesn't smell right to me. And uh, it just, he knew a lot, and I really don't believe that he escalated that up. I think we may find that out. I don't. I don't believe he did. Or I don't. If you're an AD, if you're a president, you're not going to let that stuff just 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 pass by and not do anything over a damn wide receivers coach. And if you look at it, I think it was in 15, 2015 when all this kind of took place. A lot of it, uh, he didn't get a raise. Like the year before, a couple years before, he got like three hundred thousand dollar raise. Uh, the year when all this happened in fifteen, he barely got like a five thousand dollar raise, so that kind of raises the red flag when all the other assistants are making um a lot more bonuses and raises, and this guy's just keeping his job really not getting any kind of increase so I don't want to i mean you can turn to e s p n you can turn to Paul Feinbaum or and people like that. You can hear this story, but I would like to hear some thoughts tonight from people that call in about urban meyer we can't take we can't spend too much time on it we don't have the time but i just want to throw that out there that ohio state's got some issues going on and surprise surprise is another big 10 team and my last question i'll leave everyone with to ponder is how is this going to affect the buckeyes this year you know off-field distractions can do two things they can they can separate you, they can split your team, or they can rally together and rally behind Urban Meyer and, and make it all the way to the college football playoff. I think making it to the playoff is more likely than than them falling apart. So Ohio State's loaded this year. A great football team uh in a very, very tough conference the Big Ten. You know, and I I was talking about this you look at the conference, which which conference has the chance to have more champions in it. So if you look at how many teams from each conference could you honestly see making the playoffs, I think in the SEC, you have three. I think you have Bama, Georgia, and Auburn. And I think in the Big Ten, you could have Ohio State. You could have Penn State. You could have Wisconsin. You could have Michigan. You could have Michigan State. There's four or five teams in the Big Ten that could, could really make a push. And I'm not saying it's the best conference in football, but I'm
1: just—they—they
0: they do have some real good teams at the top. The bottom is what you have to worry about with the Big Ten. From after those top five teams, it's just like Vanderbilt every team after that. So it'll be interesting to see um, recruiting tactics as well. You have to look at—and you have to look at Urban Meyer. If you're a coach going against Urban Meyer for a big player, and that's about every school in the country, they're going to use this against Urban Meyer. So if he doesn't take a heart attack, I think he, if he fakes a heart attack, you know he's going to lose his job. So Urban's not going to step down or retire because he wants that money. I think they owe him $40 million. But if you're in that administration and there's anything you can find in that contract that, that shows anything about covering this stuff up, that he's gone, um, you can get out of paying him. But Ohio State, I don't think they're looking to get rid of him. I don't think they want to get rid of the the second best coach in college football right now, I mean they're they're happy where they are winning football games, being in the conversation when those rankings come out every year that's that's where they are and I don't know who's going to replace Ivin um, Meyer that could do the job he does. I know people say Tom Herman, but it's it's so easy to be an offensive coordinator and take all the credit when your team is good. Um, We saw Gus Malzahn in 2010 won a championship as an offensive coordinator. That didn't mean he's a great head coach, but I I think he's developing into one. But Tom Herman, the jury's still out of Texas. I mean, if he can't win there with the talent they have and kind of the weak conference in a way besides Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, you really don't have – West Virginia maybe, you just don't have that – that that tough teams right there to have to deal with. So if he can't win in Texas with all the booster dollars, with all the recruiting, then he he's not gonna to go to Ohio State and win. So I just wanted to throw that out there. The call in number tonight, and we are so glad to be back. Quinn, Jason, I see you my friend, six four six seven one six five five six four. If you want in press number one, you'll come directly to my assistant, which is me and I will have my assistant ring you in to me. So it's been, seems like forever. It's been about a month since we've been on air, and I smell college football. The withdrawals are here. Uh, I'm maybe checking to rehab over this. That's how bad it's getting right now. Rehab is a good place to be um, for college football, but there's nothing like that Thursday night. When you're working that day, maybe I'll take off this Thursday You get off work, and it's time. College football is here. We'll talk about um, some of the games that are going to be on at that time next Thursday or whenever it is or in three weeks. I can't remember the games, but it really doesn't matter. I mean, the first week of football is golden anyway, and and I was thinking about not even going to the Auburn game uh, because of the opening day. I didn't want to miss it, but there's not too many great games on right now. Tell me what you think out there in the chat room. I'm opening the chat room up right now. If you want to come in, come on in. Having some internet issues right now. Um, AT&T, they're a a very lovely, um, very lovely internet provider. And nine times out of ten, I told them it goes down about every day. So get what you pay for, right? So, I'm trying to find the games for Thursday night, I believe, is the 25th. We have New Mexico State, Wyoming, and a thriller. Hawaii, Colorado State, Connecticut, Central Florida. We'll see how Central Florida looks after. I'll guarantee you this Central Florida will not cover the 24 against Connecticut on the road. Go ahead and bet that, lock it in now. Um, but no, there's just not many good games that night. There's. There's two games on a Thursday night. I don't know what you guys think about this. I'm trying to think. I'm just trying to see the 25th. Let me look at my calendar. Sorry to ramble, but this is very important that I get my dates right here. August 25th is on a Saturday. So there's games on Saturday. I apologize. 825, there's games. Why didn't one of my gurus here in the studio – Help me with that, Quinn. You gotta you gotta correct me, Quinn, when I when I make mistakes like that. Football starts in two that. weeks.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's it. People it are going? confused about when they say college football's three weeks away, it's really two weeks away because there's games on the Saturday. Man, you football. made
0: my day, Quinn. You made my day by telling me this. We, we have Hawaii <laughs> Colorado State. And Wyoming New Mexico State and then that Thursday we have Central Florida Connecticut Purdue Northwestern I'm interested in that game Minnesota New Mexico State Wake Forest Tulane and then Friday night uh, this is interesting Michigan State versus Utah State Syracuse at Western Michigan I got upset alert on that one and then Wisconsin Western Kentucky Colorado Colorado State Stanford San Diego State that should be good uh, Army and Duke. So, hey Quinn, I'm happy. I don't know about you, but I I can smell college football, and it's it's right here.
1: Yeah, once August hits, and now that it's getting close to mid-August, yeah, that's when I re- that's when I really start looking forward to it.
0: And 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 I'll tell you this, Quinn, have a baby, and have a kid at the house, and it makes time fly by so much that. I mean, I don't even, I didn't even know summer came and gone really, you know, came and went. I'm sitting here like, oh my God. My wife said, I was wondering if you're ever going to do your show again. And I'm like, yeah, I was just waiting for football season. But usually we start breaking down these teams, Quinn, in July. And here it is almost the middle of August. And you and I haven't got on the air to break down college football. So um, we got Jason with us tonight, and we'll let him say hello real quick. Jason, welcome.
1: Hey guys, how you guys doing?
0: Good. Oh, good, man, man, Jason. I'm good to hear your voice again. It's been a long time. So, did you get your Phil Still magazine?
1: Yes, I did. I got myself one and my fiancé one. So, yeah. Well, why did why, why did you get two? Why couldn't you both read the same one? <laughs> because I don't want her taking mine. That's why. <laughs> I want my own.
0: And that's like at dinner you know your wife's like oh, i just have a salad and I, I get a big steak or something and then while i'm eating that steak she's she's cutting it up and taking bites out of it and i'm like yeah. no, that's my steak if you if you yeah. want a steak get your own order it but uh um, anyway glad to have you and quinn i'll start with you right here and you probably heard me talking we're not going to stay on this long but what do you think's going on with urban meyer and ohio state number one do you do you think he did cover up something? Number two, do you think he should lose his job? Uh,
1: I I don't know. I'm just waiting to see what all comes out after they get done with their investigation. I think mm-hmm. if everything is true that came out, I think he'll lose his job, but
0: I'm not really
1: sure. I've kind of just stayed out of it all. This seems pretty messy,
0: so I'm not really formed any
1: opinion. Well that's a that's a mature answer. Uh Jason, what do you think? I think he definitely covered it up to protect his own honey. And I it's uh overnight has had um athletes in the past with a question character, um the number one product of that is um and Hernandez, that tight end from Florida. Um, yep. He recruited Cam yep. Newton to Florida. Everybody forgets about that. Um, Elliot just had a suspension. We put him to Ohio State. The list goes on. So why, so why did he protect him,
0: Jason? I mean, like, he's a receiver's coach. He's, I mean, you're you're one of the top-paid coaches in America. You have a lot to lose by doing that. So, To me, a guy with ethics wouldn't try to protect this guy. He would get rid of him immediately, report it to the authorities, and and move on and try to help that guy after he's gone. But he risked too much by protecting this guy, didn't he?
1: Yeah, he did risk too much. But I think at the end of the day, you'll see Urban Meyer coach him against Oregon State. Why not? you think he'll be coaching against Ohio State, you said? Oregon State, yeah.
0: Okay, well, that's a game we'll talk about tonight. But, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there to you guys. It just seems weird that, that he would risk – it'd be like you, Quinn. you got a billion-dollar company, and you got an employee that makes $8 an hour uh, screwing the secretary with sexual harassment or something, and you don't – you don't report it. You don't do anything and which puts you at jeopardy. And, um, I don't know this day and age with Baylor doing that Penn state, it's just very dangerous and messy doing this. It's, it's putting football ahead of everything else. Hitting a woman is never acceptable unless they're hurting you or your wife. And, and it's for life and death really. Uh, but that's just my rant, my two cents right there. And just wanted to, to hear your thoughts on it. But, um, Quinn, I don't know if you're familiar have with a, the player from oh, – go ahead.
1: I have a quick thing. The main reason that I think i have been to my kids' job is what happened at Maryland is much worse. Um, Knowing that that's much worse, that's the Ohio State thing, kind of gets swept under the rug. How is, how is that worse? How is that worse? Well, because at Marinon, you have um hazing and um, uh, not hazing. I can't think of the word. No, it's it's pretty much abusing the players. Yeah, abuse to the players, um, and all over the um program.
0: Yeah, but the I mean, here's what you're saying, and tell me if I'm wrong too. Um, it was kind of like a kind of bullying the coach with verbal. Uh, words of the players and the player dying on the field uh, from overheating in practice. But Quinn, do you think this is a bigger uh, problem than Urban Meyer's going through?
1: Well, like, I guess I
0: guess it is. if someone died. But
1: yeah, in urban in urban situation, he wasn't the one hitting the woman. He just may not have gone through everything he should have. Where is that? Maryland. What happened with the players is the direct result of the coach.
0: Yeah, and you have to know what a a fine line is. You know, it's okay for coaches to constantly scream and everything. But if a coach is, and I don't know the whole story with this guy, everything he did, but when you're making racial remarks to players, you're threatening them, you're just, there's a difference. There's a there's a fine line and Saban shoots people's butt in practice all the time, but I don't think he would, you know, strangle a guy or something or like Bob Knight used to do, uh something like that. But if this guy this guy dying, I think it just made players realize that there's more to life than football and if this guy was crossing the line before it just made people all step up. So when your current players are talking about you and it could be a disgruntled player that's on the bench or something. I don't think a lot will come out of this. I'm hoping not. Uh, But he he was placed on the – Will Muschamp came out, really talked about what a high-character person he is. But I'm going to kind of be like Quinn in this situation, and I'm going to back up and say, look, I need more facts. Instead of uh, some source, some random source, a name source, which is a coward, Muschamp said, comes out and talks about it. So I'm not going to beat this coach up, but if what he did was is true, you know, I, I don't know. We'll we'll see. But in today's society, these kids are not made to take verbal beatings like they do. You know, back in high school, these guys were praised all the time, pampered and coddled. Now they're in the big boy football and in the Big Ten, and they're getting their ass handed to them. I just think that takes something to adjust. I think the death of this player really kind of sparked it, guys. But um, I was going to ask you, Quinn, about this kid at LSU that was suspended for two years for tampering with a drug test. I don't know how familiar you are with that, but the the lawyer for the kid has been doing this a long time, and he said never has he seen this harsh and stiff of a punishment for a kid. Do you have any – Anything you'd like to add to that? Should the guy be suspended two years? Or do you chalk it up as, hey, he made a mistake, let's get him help, and then put him back on that field? I didn't even hear
1: about that, but I don't think for tampering with a drug
0: test that he should be suspended
1: for two years. Yeah, he
0: smoked pot, and uh, he admitted to it, and he was afraid. They said they were going to test two days later. So, he got someone else's urine, and they saw him tamper with it for two years. I mean, and not only that, guys, the two-year suspension, he loses his eligibility, too. It's not like in two years he comes back as a freshman. Uh, oh, that's pretty bad. Jason, have you heard
1: about that? No, I no, defensive This back. is the first, first time I'm hearing about No. Wow.
0: Yeah, the NCAA has denied his appeal. His name is—he's a five-star Christian Fulton. He already sat out 2017, uh, serving a two-year suspension. They told him no thanks. You know, you're not—you're not getting back on the field. But is that too hard? Hold on, I'm having some computer issues here. Is that too stiff of a, a fine, though? To me, it just—it's not like he beat a woman. Um, he was taking steroids. He smoked a little weed. That. Pretty soon is going to be legal And I think it's more than failing the drug test It's he he tried to do Something illegal To cover up something that he did illegal Quinn I think that's the problem In the NCAA's eyes
1: I still think He shouldn't be suspended Two years and I don't think it should be To the NCAA to give up The suspension I think it should be To the school Yeah, The
0: NCAA is always Getting their nose in—it's like they—they they act like they like to fight, but they beat up the little kids. And when a man comes up, they—they they back down really. So where are they with this Urban Meyer thing? I haven't heard a word from the NCAA. I
1: don't know if the—well, I guess in some ways because of because of the laws, maybe the NCAA could get involved. But I think I think this might be a. Little- something that the NCAA should stay out of for at least right now. Okay. Uh well
0: we'll we'll talk well that'll come. I mean I think that'll be the end of this story. I think people are, are pulling for stuff to talk about. Big news. Uh Bill Snyder, seventy eight years old, signed a contract with Kansas State through two thousand twenty two. I think that's real good for them. I know I don't think there's a coach in football that does a better job at Kansas State than this guy does. So, so Quinn, looking at Kansas State, uh we know we know he's going to be there for a little while. Do you see them contending for the Big 12 title in the next couple of years and possibly a playoff berth? Do you think this team can make that jump? Well,
1: I I think that, I think they could I think they could be in contention in in what in his new contract. I think. Yeah, I think they could be. No, I don't know if they'll make it to the playoffs, but I could see them in one of these next mm-hmm. couple years being like a ten-win team or something like that, which would, would they have them in contention of winning the Big Twelve and being right there for a playoff spot. I think he okay. might be well, one of the more underrated coaches in the history of college football. Yeah,
0: from what he's been he's able solid. to do at
1: Kansas State and kind of drag him his first go-around when he pretty much dragged him yeah. from being bottom-dwellers yeah. of that conference to, bringing him up to being relevant and then coming back again. And making them relevant again. Well, it's just again, the consistency, Quinn. It's
0: the consistency of this man. He is very consistent, year in and year out. Um, and I think his players see that. I'm sure his practices are the same. I'm sure everything he does is the same. Consistency is what wins championships in football. The it's it's you know the blocking, the tackling, the fundamentals the toughness these teams for Kansas state always they they always make you make mistakes, and when you make mistakes, that's when they jump in. but I just wanted to throw them out there uh, let's talk a little bit about the a c c right now, and we're going to go through all conferences tonight a little bit. Just talk about um the a c c and Jason I'll start with you looking at this conference right now. you have Clemson. You know they're the they're the big boy on the block, Florida State kind of fell off a little bit now they got a new coach. Do you see anybody in the a c c whether it be miami Florida State, anyone challenging Clemson this year and if if not, does that mean Clemson's gonna i mean it looks pretty easy. Will they make the playoff? That's one of the teams I like in the playoff this year Jason because I don't see anybody giving them trouble. What do you think about? The ACC as a whole this year
1: Yeah I, I really like Clemson To win in the ACC um, They probably have one of the best Defensive lines in the country um, I, I kind of Like the schedule um, They go to A&M But they're down um, They go to Florida State But it's going to take A year or two for really Tiger to, to get going Down there Um this should be an easy take walk to Clemson, but whenever we say that an injury happens, or, or why not? So.
0: Yeah,
1: Quinn, I, I mean,
0: I think Miami and Virginia Tech's about it. Do either of those teams have what it takes to to beat Clemson and dethrone them in the ACC?
1: No, I think the biggest threat to Clemson is Florida State. I actually don't on um, that Florida State Clemson game, since we got home for Florida State, I ultimately quit Clemson to win. But I think Florida State maybe could beat them at home. I think I think Florida State's going to go 10 and 2 this year with their winning off to Clemson and the at Notre Dame. So yeah. hey, Quinn, but, yeah, Quinn, I'm having a little
0: trouble hearing you. I think you're a little muffled. Can you check your connection for me, my friend? Just make sure. Everything's good. Uh, Yeah, so you look at that, like Jason said, at A&M, that's the second week of the season, uh, a tricky game, the fourth game, at Georgia Tech. Clemson's a team, if they're going to lose, you you need to get them early. And A&M on the road, Georgia Tech on the road, Jason, that's scary right there. So if you're Clemson and you lose that game, one of those games, the schedule you have, do you really have enough to make up
1: for it? Well, if, if they lose to A and M, they they need A and M to be really good. Why not? Um, you you make a good point. They can't really slip up to A and M or Georgia Tech. But facing yeah. Georgia Tech well, on a one week, I think.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. If they lost A A&M and M A&M and A and M played real well and they ran the table in the ACC, but but, Quinn, I was talking about early in the season, Clemson can – I think they're vulnerable early in the season uh, at A&M and at Georgia Tech in that in that first month, really. Do you see either of those giving them a challenge? A&M at home under Jimbo Fisher, that's a tough place to play. Do you think that could be their biggest game of the year, really, besides going to Florida State? Uh,
1: looking at – well, even though they don't so feel to me, that's always a huge game. So i put it on their third biggest game of the season. But, yeah, it's a big game, but I, I don't think, I don't think, I, I, I think A&M early on will also struggle a little bit just because of Jimbo and Used to if he's trying to bring in an implement, so I expect Clemson to go in there and win pretty easily. Yeah, Jason made a good point about... That always can be tricky with Georgia Tech, but I think they should win that probably by like two scores.
0: Yeah, Jason made a good point about the defensive line, and I'm real high on Auburn's defensive line this year, being top in the country, next to Clemson. I think Clemson's the number one defensive line, and, and that's the thing. When you have a defensive line that dominant in front seven with the depth they have, it's going to be hard to, to lose, you know what I mean? Unless your offense just turns the ball over a bunch and you're just not, not feeling it. So Kelly Bryant being a senior uh, running that offense, I'm, I'm excited to see what Clemson does this year after losing to Bama the way they did. Kind of, they probably have a chip on their shoulder. And guys, I honestly say that's the only lock that I have in the playoff this year. Really, I thought about Washington, like you said, Quinn. After I made my statement, I thought long and hard about it. And you're right. It's just because, just say if Auburn beats them, uh, that Pac-12 schedule is tough. But let's. So the ACC, I, I think Clemson's going to win it. I think Miami's going to be pretty good, and Virginia Tech, Florida State, still a wild card to me this year. Um, I'm interested to see how they bounce back from seven and six. Uh, but one thing that nobody seems to want to mention is is the quarterbacks for Florida State, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah.
0: Is he going to start or is Blackman going to start? I think
1: Francois is probably going to start.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, this is a team last year that played pretty well. When he went down, like you know, they were in close ball games uh, when they lost, except they lost to Boston College 35 to three, and Clemson by 17. That was a real close game, though, in Clemson. Uh, but you look at that, Florida State, with their quarterback gone like that, they were they were fighting, and I think Willie Taggart is a better coach right now for this team in this time than Jimbo would be. He brings a new energy in. Uh, brings a new fire to this program. I think Jimbo, it was time to go, and I can't believe A&M handed him all that money to come because the guy can't, he's not that great of a coach. But let's let's move off past the ACC and go to the uh, Pac-12 real quick, Jason. So I made a statement the other day that, that Quinn corrected me on, and I, I thought Washington was a lock for the playoffs, even losing to Auburn. What do you think about Washington, but what do you think about the the Pac-12 in general this yeah. year overall?
1: Well, Watson's a very good team, probably one of the best teams in the Pac-12. Um, Chris Peterson is a very good ahead of coach, but um, after Auburn, they, they do have a little of tricky games that they should get past. Um, yeah, they got Auburn, but they got a two-game road trip in the middle of the season at UCLA, at Oregon, I'm not saying that they lose either of those games. They should have win easily for both games. Um and they go no, it's a pack twelve. It's,
0: it's a pack twelve, man. It's unpredictable. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it is unpredictable. And at Cal Coward, Cal's a very slippery team. If you don't play the A game at Berkeley this year, they'll get some teams. And at the end of the year, Alpha Cup, a game Anything could happen. Well, you're gonna like to hear that. this. Go I ahead, I have, I have Oregon beating Washington this year. Oregon's coming off a bye, and it's at Oregon, mm-hmm. and Washington plays at UCLA the week before.
0: Yeah, with no, with, with their bye week, we. I mean, they don't. Now, their bye week doesn't come until after game 10 against Stanford. So that's right, Quinn. A physical game against Auburn on the road at Utah. That's going to be physical. Um, Arizona State BYU at UCLA. That's, that's a good pick, Quinn. That's, that's another thing I was going to mention when I'm looking at, at games and stuff. When's your bye week? And then who do you play that that's coming off a of bye week? So that's very important right there. I look at Washington, I think they're going to lose to Auburn. I I think they're, I just think Auburn's overall team is just better. Uh, Being in Atlanta with, um, I mean, Washington's loaded, don't get me wrong, but I think if they lose that game, Quinn, what does that do to their mindset? Like, if they lost that Auburn game, all of a sudden they've got 11 games to go. They have to be perfect at that point. If they won out, won their conference, they could probably easily make the playoff, but what does that do to you know? When you got to win eleven in a row just to to get to your conference
1: championship game? Really? Uh, I don't think it'll affect them simply because of what the who their coach is. I th- I think they'll regroup, but I think they realize how important the Auburn game is for them, and I think for them too, they're kind of care. For so them too, this is big for the Pac-12 because the Pac-12 doesn't have the best perception in the rest of the country right now. So if Auburn beats them, then the per- the perception could be bad for their conference. I th- I think they would bounce back as a team. Yeah, they
0: got a good coach and they've got they've got some All-Americans on that offense. Uh, the defense is pretty good, I guess. I mean, they're not. I think Auburn could be able to put up some points, and I think Washington's going to put up some points. But one thing I don't, I don't think they have this year are the receivers they usually have. These big playmakers. I could be wrong, but I know Gaskin's a good running back. But we'll see. And and that brings me to USC on the other side, projected to to make it. Washington doesn't play Southern Cal this year, and that team always gives them trouble. That always gives Washington trouble. They don't play them unless they played in the Pac-12 championship. Jason, looking at the South Division, um, is it just is it wide open really? Besides Colorado and Arizona State, is it is it anybody's division over there?
1: Yeah, it is anybody's division. that You couldn't make a case for USC. You couldn't make a case for Utah. Even they couldn't make a case of USOA Chip Kelly has that first-year magic that he did at Oregon. Um, but with USC, they, go, they got they got at Stanford, at Texas um, week two, week three. That's going to be a tough game. We will know more about USC after that Austin trip.
0: Well, Jason, it seems like USC always struggles early in the season the last few years. And is that coaching? I mean, now you lost your quarterback and everything. I'm really not not big on him as a coach. And I think when you struggle early in the season like that, it's just the preparation really in the summer. Auburn seems to struggle early in the season when it comes to offense. So, do you think USC loses a couple games early?
1: I think USC does, and not only that is when they lose a quarterback, they struggle. Um, especially in the um early part of the season. I think it's gonna be South South Division title for USC or Clay Huston's guard. You know USC doesn't have patience for coaches.
0: So do you think they're gonna fire him this year if he doesn't make a playoff run, at least given that conversation.
1: Yeah, yeah I I think it's going especially when they played awful in the bowl game last year.
0: Well, you know UCLA hiring Chip Kelly put a lot of pressure on him because they're going to be looking to get one up them. You don't want your crosstown rival here to to be getting a coach with the caliber of Chip Kelly. And if he can win at UCLA with the much less talent, and and he can't even help. For, what's his name? I'm sorry. What's the coach at USC? I'm losing Clay his name.
1: Clay Helton.
0: Oh, Helton. Okay, Helton. He he can't even win with the five stars they have. Um, that's just going to be a problem. But it's interesting. They're in the same division. So if UCLA wins that division this year, um, bye bye Clay. It's over. But I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick Washington to win the Pac-12, though. Will it be enough? Yeah. For them to get into that, will it be enough to get in the playoff? That's the biggest question. And I think if 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 Washington's the Pac-12 champion beating Auburn, I think they're in. If they're a Pac-12 champion losing to Auburn, they have to run the table after Auburn. They can't. They have to go undefeated in the Pac-12. Do y'all agree with that statement?
1: Yeah, I I agree. I got one more comment about USC's schedule. All right. Uh, No back-to-back home games. Um, They have no home games that's back-to-back. Wow. That would be interesting to...
0: well, that's a good, good point, Jason.
1: Mm-hmm. All
0: right, so Pac-12 is the Pac-12. Will a, and here's a question: Will the I Pac-12 get a playoff one, team in? Quinn. I don't know, but what I
1: was going to say about Washington is Washington. I've been hearing does have one of the best deep. Uh, Secondaries in college football, so good. That could be interesting to see how yeah, matches yeah. up with, with their secondary. Yeah, it's
0: going to be a game for the ages here. To start the year. Um, it's it's always fun when you when your team. It's stressful too when your team plays somebody good like that. But Jason, do you think the Pac-12 gets the playoff team in this year?
1: Um I I say no. No,
0: yeah,
1: um, I, I, I just don't. I think I yeah. I don't want it two Ogens on it, but as soon as Ogans gets back up to that excellent level, um, I don't think you see a Pack Twelve team because if Ogan's down, they really um us down the Pack Twelve. If that makes sense. Yeah.
0: That's- Yeah, I think Washington wins the Pac-12 with losses to Auburn, and I'll throw another loss in there somewhere. Um, I think they're a 10-2 team, win the Pac-12, 11-2. I think, just like last year, the the Pac-12 gets left out again. So, at the ACC, do we think a team's going to the playoff? I'm going to say yes. 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 Okay, so we're all in agreement on that one. And Here's one I think we'll split on. I don't know. Big 12, here they are again. Oklahoma coming in. Lincoln Riley is second year. He doesn't have the number one overall draft pick in the NFL leading that team. Um, they lost a lot. I think Quinn, am I wrong to say, I think Oklahoma is a little bit overhyped this year because of last
1: year. Yeah, possibly, but I still I have them going ten and two though, still. But yeah, I think. I don't well, that's know.
0: good. I mean, ten and two, ten and two is a bad year for Oklahoma, though.
1: Uh, I guess. I you look, look at it. Florida Atlantic to start
0: the season—that's a. Yeah, Florida, Florida Atlantic to start the season is going to be kind of an interesting game because. Lane Kiffin's there. But if you look at that schedule, I mean, their road games are very manageable at Iowa State, at TCU, at Texas Tech, and at West Virginia. And we all know the Texas game's a neutral site. But that schedule doesn't look too crazy. But the Big 12 sometimes can be crazy, can it?
1: Yeah. I, mean, the, yeah. I mean, actually, the three of the four uh, at West Virginia, at TCU, and at Iowa State, I think those will all be tough games.
0: So you think Iowa State will be
1: good this year? Yeah, I think I think they'll make it to a bowl again. I like their coach. They they have a good coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have not yeah, State I don't... Like seven or five.
0: Yeah. I don't think Oklahoma is gonna beat West Virginia the last game of the year cold and and uh in West Virginia like that. It's gonna be a, a tough one. But I'm gonna go out on a limb and tell you that the Big Twelve does not get a playoff in this year. I just look at it, um there's some good teams in the Big Twelve. They're they're they'll eat up on they'll cannibalize each other. You got Oklahoma State, Iowa State, T C U, Kansas State, Texas, West Virginia and Oklahoma. Quinn, I think they eat themselves alive. I think they cannibalize, and I think they get left off this year.
1: I agree. What do you think, Jason? Yeah, I, I agree, too. I, I think this conference is um, too much parody. I, I like Oklahoma. I like Texas, West Virginia, TCU. Um, Iowa State could be a sleeper, too, with um, um, Kemp at CoraVeve.
0: So, what does Tom Herman, Jason, what does he have to do uh, to kind of secure his job? Really, last year team was seven and six. Uh, they got into a bowl game, I think, because of I can't remember. I guess because they won six uh, or seven games, or they won six. They were six and six, and they got in and won their bowl game over Missouri. But looking at this year's schedule. Maryland, they're playing them in turmoil. Maryland took them to the woodshed last year. But if you look at that road games at Kansas State, uh Oklahoma neutral site at Oklahoma State, at Texas Tech. Um, mm, I could see Kansas and they play USC. I can see them losing five games this year, Quinn. I don't know what you say, but I think seven and five may be what they do this
1: year. Eight and four, yes. I have them going ten and two, with their only losses at Kansas State and the and actually have them losing at Texas Tech. But I think they okay. made a huge step forward this year under Tom Herman, and yeah, I think they have a really good season. Yeah, I noticed. I noticed after
0: that, after that Missouri or Maryland game last year, they started playing. They started playing better football. And then when they lost to Oklahoma, it kind of just set them on the tailspin a little bit. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But we all in agreement here that the Big 12 will not be representative in the college playoffs, which which takes me to the next best thing, the Big 10 conference here. And this was a very hard conference, guys, uh, to figure out, really, because there's so many teams that are, are worthy and or could make a run. There's no – uh, just elite teams, but they're all very good teams that can, can make a playoff push. You go to the the Eastern Division, uh, it's, uh, I still don't like this. It's just, this is so unfair. Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, Michigan State in the same division. Then you got Wisconsin, Iowa, Purdue, and Nebraska, Jason. It's just uneven right now. And uh, it's kind of like the SEC East and West. But if you look at that, that Big Ten East, Ohio State's a team that I really like coming out of it. Um, Just looking at what they come have coming back, who they are really, uh, what's going on with Urban Meyer, and I just I don't know. Penn Penn State's not a surprise anymore, Jason. Uh, Jim Harbaugh could be the wild card in this.
1: Yeah, Jim Harbaugh's a wild card in the way he goes. Um, uh, I like Ohio State. um, I think if Urban Meyer is back, I think they win them the Big Ten, and if he doesn't, I like Michigan to win the, that division. Um,
0: so. You like Michigan if he doesn't come back? Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Quinn? What do you think about Michigan this year?
1: I think Michigan goes nine and three. I have Michigan State coming out. I have Michigan State going eleven and one with their only loss at Penn State. I have them winning the tiebreaker over Ohio State, and uh, I have Michigan State winning the Big the Big Ten and going on to the college football playoffs. They have ten. You have Michigan. You got you have
0: Michigan or Michigan State.
1: Michigan State. State. They have ten offensive oh, starters returning and nine defensive
0: starters returning. Yeah, they were ten and three last year, and uh, yeah, real good. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Uh, but looking at at Michigan, that's a team everybody's kind of high on. Is getting a quarterback from Ole Miss? They really didn't do anything in Shay Patterson. Is that enough, Jason? To get Michigan in that playoff discussion from an eight and five record, I mean, is that going to really get them into the playoff, or is that good enough to get them eight or nine wins?
1: Uh it, it should be good enough to get eight, nine wins. Mean, like you said, that Shay Patterson really hasn't done. It. I wasn't really much impressed with him at Ole Miss. It does elevate Michigan's quarterback play. But I don't think it to apply but Yeah. Well Ohio State's
0: got a good backup quarterback. I don't know if you ever you guys ever watch uh that T V show on I can't remember if it was Netflix or whatever, Tate Martell. Have you guys ever seen him play quarterback out in Vegas?
1: Yeah, T B one. Yep. Man, I he's good. He
0: never lost a game. He never lost a game in high school, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Four-year four, year, four yeah. year starter, and these guys played like 25 ranked teams in his four years, and they played teams from Florida, California. And Quinn, yeah. the guy, never lost a game. So, well,
1: he's a winner. Well, that, that's saying something.
0: Yeah, and that's, I look at that, and I'm just interested to see how far he makes it this year. Does he come in? Does Irvin Meyer kind of sneak him in there a little bit? But we'll see. But the Big Ten, Penn State, Quinn, what are you thinking about them? I know they're projected third in the division. Uh, Penn State's not a surprise anymore. I think they've kind of snuck up on people the last couple years. I don't think they're going to sneak up on anyone this year. I mean, if you look at their schedule, I mean, again, the Big Ten's known for not playing many people outside of their conference. But – a schedule at Illinois, at Pittsburgh, at Indiana, at Michigan, at Rutgers. That's that's very manageable. Uh to play on the road.
1: Yeah, I have them been ten and two with the only with the lost to Ohio State at home and then I have them losing at Michigan. But yeah, I think they're gonna have a very good season again. James Franklin is a really good coach. So I think as long as he's there from now on and they're recruiting well. I think they'll uh, they'll be in the mix every every season.
0: Yeah. Over the last five years, Penn State's forty-three and twenty-two. Not too shabby. Um, that's better than let's see, Michigan's forty and twenty-four, and that's with Mr. Harbaugh being there a while. That's pretty disappointing. But check this out: five-year record, Ohio State is sixty-one and eight. That's that's pretty good. And that's yeah. consistent. Like Michigan, Michigan State is forty-eight and seventeen. And you throw two years ago, they had just an awful, awful year. I think they lost like eight games. So without that season yeah, in there, they would be really right good. up there. Yeah, they would. They'd be right up there with Ohio State. So Quinn's got Michigan State going. Uh, I'm going to go with Ohio State and Meyer State. But I do agree, Jason. Tell us. Um, a Big Ten team will be in the playoff this year
1: yeah a, a Big Ten team will be on the playoff
0: alright well the question will be in the SEC then we go I mean will they get one will they get two will they get zero that's what we'll we'll talk about right now uh, don't want to leave the SEC out but again this is a conference that's got kind of a lot of new faces in it Um Quinn, I think I think this year may be the best quarterback from a quarterback standpoint the SEC has been in a very long time.
1: I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. There's quite a few good quarterbacks in the SEC this year.
0: It's loaded. I mean, you look at you look at it. Even Tua, let's just say he's going to be good. Uh, Alabama and Auburn usually don't have great elite quarterbacks, but I think this year they do. Um, looking out east, you've got South Carolina with a with a great little man in Bentley. You've got Missouri's quarterback. You've got um, Georgia with Jake Fromm. Florida, I don't think they have a quarterback, but Tennessee doesn't really have a quarterback. If you look down, I mean, there's some there's some good quarterbacks, and I think that'd be the reason that they're gonna make the playoff, maybe even two. I don't know about L S U and and A and M coming in. I'm trying to remember their quarterback's name. I think it's gonna be Starkle if I'm not mistaken. Um yeah. we'll see, but but Quinn, let's just talk. You're an SEC guy too, you understand that. We'll talk Notre Dame too, don't worry. But looking yeah. at this division, do you do you think Alabama's a lock to get in there for the West? Based off their schedule and, and who they have returning,
1: yeah, I think their only challenge will be Auburn. I think they go. I think they go into the Auburn game unbeaten, and so yeah, I, that' in the what? top. And right now, Alabama would be the favorite against Auburn at home. So, yeah, I think Auburn's their only roadblock again.
0: So, um, yeah and i think i think l s u could be a tough game on the road just because it's l s u and you just never know sometimes when they're really an underdog they they come in and perform well um jason i mean looking at at Auburn, looking at that schedule, play at Washington to start off with at Mississippi state at georgia at Alabama, can they overcome that schedule to to get at least a one-loss team to get into the playoff or maybe even uh SEC championship game. What do you think about this Auburn team? That's a tough schedule they
1: to have. Yeah, it's, it's a tough schedule, but the way you got to look at it, no back-to-back road games. Um, they they play Washington and Atlanta, and the next four games are at home. Then they go to the road to Mississippi um Tennessee at home, and at Ole Miss. So no back-to-back road against I think it's a very really manageable schedule for the Tigers.
0: Yeah, I mean, wouldn't it be funny, Clint, if we beat Georgia, or you know, say, we, say we beat Georgia, lose Alabama, uh, Bama's undefeated, they go play Georgia, Georgia beats them, and here we are with one loss that win the division. I don't want to hear anyone. Say so, well, Auburn didn't even win their division. They shouldn't be able to go. Um, that, that could be inter- that could be interesting this year. But strong. I don't think the SEC is, is top to bottom as strong as they usually are. Uh, but they've got some decent teams in there. I think they've got three legitimate shots to make a playoff. I don't think a and M's going to be able to do it this year. I don't think South Carolina – but I think Georgia and the East, I think Georgia and the East is about as lock as you can get. Don't you guys think when the East, they're going to win regardless? Yeah. I agree. South Carolina. South Carolina and Auburn are about the only two games they could lose, I think, on that schedule. Maybe Florida being well, a rival I, game if Florida plays better. I
1: losing the Florida game.
0: That would not surprise me. I mean, people forget Florida. They had like, what, 12, 13 players, starters out for the year because of what happened. And uh, they almost beat Michigan to start the year, and then they just they didn't have the depth, really. But with those players back, with Dan Mullen there, Quinn, Florida is the wild card, really, probably, with South Carolina to, to win the East. I don't think they can do it, but I think they'll have a shot.
1: I think they're really going to surprise people. I have Florida going nine and three, so I'm I'm pretty high on them. So yeah, I yeah, think I think they'll give teams some trouble. Are you high on Florida?
0: or Are you more high on Urban or uh, Dan Mullin?
1: I guess I, I guess I'd probably say Dan Mullin, since I but yeah, I I think he'll do well there. I
0: do too. He's a good coach. I mean, you know, when when Chizik got fired, or when they were talking about firing Malzahn, now I was like, well, Dan Mullen would be a coach that that I wouldn't mind seeing at Auburn, but um, but he's a good coach. But I mean, just looking at, it, I think in the I don't I don't know about Tua too much. I just think to me, Stidham is the best quarterback in the SEC. And I'm not alone. ESPN agrees with it. ESPN agrees with it, too. And I think that's something that Auburn hasn't had since Cam Newton. Nick Marshall was good, but he was never a, a great passer and uh, really a leader like that. But of having that year under his belt, Quinn, playing road games at Clemson, getting beat up, seeing those that lost LSU, uh, losing the SEC championship game and against Central Florida, I really think it, it benefited him. I think he's going to learn a lot from what it takes to win at this level in the SEC. And I think he's going to—I mean, you look at the regular season for Auburn last year; they went—they went off in these games. They, yeah, you know, they played a bad game against LSU, but man, they—they they tore through the SEC last year, putting up ungodly stats on offense. So. I think this year will be interesting to see how they do up front. The offensive line is a concern. How will they gel, Quinn? In your opinion, do you think the offensive line is good enough to to beat Washington game one?
1: Well, I've been reading up, and, and it seems uh, I think I think for sure, especially early on, there's going to be struggles, but. From what it's sounding like, and the fact that JB Grimes is back, and he's a and he's a good technical coach with the, the offensive line. Uh, I from what I'm hearing is, I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna hold up decently that first game against Washington. And if they can just hold up decently, that's all they have to do that first game. Because if they can hold up decent, I think that'll be enough to get Auburn to win and get out of there. They just can't be horrible like they were against Clemson. And I don't think Washington quite has a defense, a pass-rushing defensive line. So as long as they're not horrendous, I I think Auburn can get out of that game. And if they play well, Auburn might blow them out.
0: Yeah, and I think the running games, if nobody's talking about Auburn's running game because they lost Carry Dunstown that way, but it's just some electric running backs in Auburn right now. And if they they get rolling, they get going, I mean, you better watch out, I'm telling you. I mean, watching that spring game, wasn't it Malik Miller? Was that hand that just went off that everybody was like, God, who's this guy? And, uh, I mean, they're, they're good. And they got Asa Martin coming in. I heard this guy. Is unbelievable, but I think changing that rule uh, Quinn to four games and red shirts. I think Auburn can get a lot of experience uh, built up and a lot of help, especially against Washington. You want to use everybody you can against a team like that, and you find out who's good and who can really help you down the road. But, but Auburn's a team; they could lose to Washington and have no problem getting back into that playoff picture as long as they play well. But you never want to lose that first game. It just put Auburn with a lot of pressure last year. Once they lost that game, it was really almost you couldn't lose again. They lost LSU and managed to, by beating Georgia and Bama, being number one teams, they were able to get back in that discussion, playing for the SEC championship. But it'll it'll be interesting to see. Let's um, see. So Jason, is one team or two teams going to make it in the SEC to the playoff this year?
1: I think it's going to be two teams. This conference is loaded. Um, I say Alabama can made it. They've made it every year, and I, I'll say Auburn. Um, if the especially if they want losses to Alabama, they shouldn't really drop that high.
0: Yeah, I agree. If there's two teams in it, I think it'll be Alabama and Auburn. Quinn. I think that would be the two I'd pick.
1: And that's with the Pac-12 champ win on the resume. So, yeah,
0: that's a good point.
1: But it also all depends on how Notre Dame does. and all of this, Notre Dame's always the wild card in all mm-hmm. of this. So if Notre Dame has two losses or something, and the Pac-12 winner's out and the big 12 yeah. winner's out, then, then I think they very well could be... Two SEC teams.
0: How does that schedule look for Notre Dame this year, Quinn? Um, It's like typical, but
1: pretty tough. I mean, these magazines. In these
0: magazines, you get it's hard to. They're not in a conference, and it's hard to find their schedules in these.
1: Yeah, Michigan, they play Ball State at home. Then they play Vanderbilt at home. Then they go to Atwick Forest. Then they play Stanford at home, which will be a tough game. Then they go to Virginia Tech. Then they play Pitt at home. Then they play Navy in San Diego. Then they play at Northwestern, who Northwestern's actually had Notre Dame's number as of late. Then they play Florida State at home, Syracuse, and uh, uh, Meadowlands, where the Giants, where the Giants play, and then they play at uh, USC. So
0: that's a weak
1: schedule. Sure. that's a weak schedule. I have them going tight, no, I have them losing. I am losing at Virginia Tech and at USC. But I mean, I could also, I could also see them in a way if everything was to go in their direction, maybe only losing one game or being actually undefeated. Well, we'll just have. Yeah,
0: to that's see. that's not the schedule, guys. Michigan to start with Stanford. Uh, yeah, Stanford, Virginia Tech on the road. Pittsburgh's always kind of tough. Navy, that's you never know about that one. Florida State, USC, yes, Quinn, that's going to be tough. If you if you win ten, if you win ten in that schedule, I think like you said, it depends on what other people do. Like a two, like say a Washington team with two losses and won the Pac-12, I think USC would go over them, or Notre Dame would go over them because you know, there's no cream puff really besides Ball State, maybe Vanderbilt. But, I mean, you
1: don't,
0: yeah. you don't, you don't play FCS schools. You don't. I mean, you're you're always playing somebody pretty tough. So, I mean, you're playing the Big Ten a lot. You're playing the Pac-12, the best teams probably in that, besides Washington. And then you go to the ACC and you sit there and play Syracuse and Florida State. So. Yeah, it's kind of a mixed basket for Notre Dame. They're not in one conference, but they play sometimes the best teams from all the conferences. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see with Notre Dame. So you have them going ten
1: and two. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that Michigan game itself, yeah, that's a that's a really important game. I feel. So,
0: so you have them losing to Michigan.
1: No, I have them winning that game. Okay. I have them
0: losing. And that game, is that game Kentucky, in and Ann Arbor? Tennessee. or Is, 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 is that, that
1: game in uh, South Bend, or is that in a neutral site?
0: Self-spend so under the lights. Okay. Wow, Quinn, but both of your teams are playing juggernauts the first night. You're, you're not. I don't know what you'll be doing. Watching Auburn at 3.30, and then watching <laughs> Notre Dame in Michigan at Seven thirty. So you, I'm sure you're be, you'll be stressed that day. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, hope I hope you go two and zero. I hope you go two and zero, Quinn.
1: I hope so. Well, anything you guys want
0: to want to chat about? I just wanted to run down some college football. Talk about some of these teams. Some of these conferences. We got the NFL preseason coming up. Quinn, what do you think about Cam and Benjamin or uh, Benjamin's uh, exchange at midfield? Well, I
1: I think I think what Cam did was okay. When he was gonna try and just ask him what was going on, what, why he kind of t- talked about Cam that way. and then. Kelvin, they did not want anything to do with it. I said so, no. so it was kind of a punk move we Kelvin's for not addressing it. was. It was. It's not they're like are. at
0: least at least have the balls to to send there in his face and listen to him or talk to him so instead of trying to run away like a kid. And uh, yeah, that's that was kind of annoying to me, but. Yeah, but next week we'll get into the NFL, too, and start breaking down each division and seeing. But, Jason, any surprises to you so far in the preseason?
1: No, not not really. It's just week one, very vanilla stuff. The starters only play one at two, so um, I'm looking forward to week two. Well, not oh, yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, have you watched what Hard Knocks? Well, Quinn. Quinn. Oh, I was just going to ask Jason what he thought about Oregon this year. Well, with Oregon, it's, it's going to be an instance in the year. Um, it really depends on if Herbert could stay up late. I believe they can. Um, With Herbert in the lineup, Oregon's offense is it's really hard to stop. It showed last year. Um, I, I expect this defense to be well improved under Jim Levin, year two, um, and what I'm hearing from Mike Cristobal is Oregon is going to be a really physical team at the line of scrimmage, and I really like hearing that. Yeah.
0: Okay, so give us give us a record here. What's Oregon going to finish this year? <laughs>
1: Oregon will be nine and three losses to Stanford, Washington, and at Utah. Okay, okay. that would be before, a good, so. be a good year. Yeah,
0: that would be a good year. But man, it's back! College football is back. Has anybody watched Hard Knocks yet on HBO? No, mm, it was good, wasn't it?
1: That's good.
0: Yeah, Cleveland Browns. There, I think that's a team. Honestly, people may laugh at me, but I think that's a team You get five this year. Quinn, am I crazy? But I think Cleveland's pretty good this year. I think they're gonna be good.
1: Yeah, well, they have some talent now on that roster. Yeah, I think I think they'll be much improved. I think they could win maybe six or seven games. What should be built be for them? You're breaking up. I could barely hear you. Yeah, breaking up. Okay. We're just so right What is it right now?
0: Hold on. You guys keep talking. Let me call back, okay? I've Okay.
1: Hey, Quinn, so... What do you think about the Cleveland Rams this year? Yeah, I think they'll be pretty good. I'm interested to see if they start Baker or not or if they go with Tyrod. I think that's the biggest question right now. Yeah, they they lost no games, so it's it's anyway brought up anyway. Yeah, it's anyway brought up for I me. Mean, um, I think Ty Ward, it's how said it start the first game, and if he needs to win, he can teach this job. If he loses, Baker's in. So. I'm back. What, what are you guys talking about? Oh, we were uh, about to talking about
0: Cleveland. Yeah, they're. They're gonna be pretty good. They're gonna be pretty good. What do you What do you think about these guys tearing their ACLs already early in the season? out for the year, I mean that's that's tough. These preseason games are are very risky on these teams. And
1: uh, it can happen
0: whether it be first game preseason, it can happen the second game of the season. It doesn't matter. But
1: Chris, what do you
0: think is causing all these injuries?
1: Well, I think some of the road are risk guys not being. I think
0: some of it might be guys having the hit
1: lower and then, and then just some of it is just part of the game of you, you step the wrong way or you're cutting and you make a wrong move. and it, Some of it's just freak stuff, but uh, I oppose, I oppose, I oppose the preseason for NFL. I don't, I don't watch it. I pretty much boycott it. I, I've always hated it. I I think we should, make, I think we should find out who should be caught in training camp, in the fall camp. We'll break it up again.
0: I think this is block talk radio, guys. I'm getting four bars here. Now you're good. But,
1: now you're good.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, well, I was going to tell you um, – We're going to be back. I'm going to try to do a show Wednesday night. If not, we'll be back Sunday. But uh, anything you guys want to cover before we head out?
1: No, I think I'm good. I'm
0: good. Jason, you – all right, guys, thanks for joining me, man. We're back, so let's get ready to keep talking football. We've got a long time to talk football, so I'm excited. Guys, take care. God bless. We'll see you next week.
1: All right, sounds good.